0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Well, I promise you I'm not going to hold you all day. I uh, told the first service this little little funny thing that I heard recently. I'll share it with you real quick. Um, anybody ever heard of those cowboy churches? Yeah. Uh, I tell you, those, those are some really cool congregations. They meet a great need. But one Sunday morning, a, a cowboy church pastor showed up, and it was rough weather, and hardly anybody was there. Matter of fact, there was just one old cowboy there, one old cattle rancher, and he walked up with his boots and, and big old cowboy hat, and the pastor said, well, you know, it's, it's kind of odd, you know, there's no one else here today, it's just me and you and I don't know, do you, do, you, do you want to have church still or do you just want to head on home? We can go eat something for lunch and call it a day. And, and that old rancher said, no, son, if I were to call all my cattle uh, to the pen to feed them and only one of them showed up, I'd still feed him. Well, the old preacher thought, well, man, okay, well, have a seat. And he got his Bible out and he he just preached. And man, they had a good old time at the cowboy church. Well, when the service was over, that pastor asked that old cattle rancher, he said, how was it? You know, it's kind of different just having the two of us here, only me and you. Was it okay? Did you enjoy yourself? He said, yeah, it was good, son. But you know, when that one cow of mine comes up and nobody else comes, I don't feed him all the food. So this morning, I promise you, I won't give you too much. I'm going to give you just enough and allow you to enjoy your Mother's Day with your family. And uh, it does mean a lot to me to have you here on Mother's Day. Taking your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. I want to be selfish and I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. Happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to my wife. And uh, I want to also say a happy Mother's Day to the mother of this congregation, Sherry Lyles. Happy Mother's Day today. We honor you on this special Sunday as well. And happy Mother's Day to all of the ladies in this room. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now, this series that we're in, today's the second week of it. So, I've got to do a little little legwork here in the beginning to help you know where we are, where we're going, and why we're doing this in this series. Because the name of the series for this month is What Would They say what would they say well who are the they we just read out of hebrews 12 hebrews 11 is actually a chapter that kind of has a nickname and it's the hall of fame of faith it's a listing of men and women that did incredible things for god i mean they lived a great life and they did great things for god and they got their names written down kind of in something fun that we say in Christianity, the hall of fame of faith, Hebrews 11 lists a lot of them. So what what I'm doing is, is Hebrews 12 and verse one says this, all of these incredible men and women that have done great things for God, it's now our turn. Everybody say, it's my my turn. All of us, that's right. It's my turn now to do something great for God, great for my family, great for my community. And because of what they did, maybe we can learn a little bit from what they did to help us do what we're going to do. Because there's always two ways of learning, right? You can either learn from your own experience, which is tough, or you can learn from someone that's been there and done that. And you can really get ahead if you listen to wisdom from those that have been there and done that. And so last. Sunday we started it off by looking at the life of Noah and there was a lot of things about Noah that we could apply to our life today so uh, if you were not here last Sunday go online calvaryftw.com or you could also look on your smart device at an app called Calvary FTW you can download that onto your phone or your or your tablet and you can listen to that message last week it might help you see the purpose of the series So today, it's Mother's Day, and I've chosen one of the females, one of the beautiful women of Scripture in honor of all of you ladies that are here, uh, whether you're currently raising children or or maybe you're a single single lady here today, or maybe it's even just our students that are females. I honor womanhood today with this message on Mother's Day, and we're going to talk about Sarah. We're going to talk about Sarah, and we're going to look into her life And we're going to learn something, and then we're going to go out of here and apply it. Can I get an amen today? Sarah, turn with me to Genesis 15, and that's where we're going to pick up her story. Sarah was married to a man named Abram. Abraham would be his name later in Scripture. And God made them a promise. So, my subtopic today, my, my standalone message in the series, What Would They Say Today? My sermon title is When God Makes a Promise. When God Makes a Promise. Here's how it goes in Genesis 15, verse number one. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield your very great reward. But Abram, Abram said, oh, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus, which is a servant of Abraham. And Abram said, you have given me no children. So the servant in my household will be my heir. And the Lord spoke back, this man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. Now, if you're new to Christianity or maybe you're just unfamiliar with the story, let me tell you why that's a staggering statement. Abram and Sarah were older in their lives to the point that they were past childbearing years. They were older, past childbearing years. And God's telling them that they're going to have a a, a child. And both of them are thinking, this is impossible, right? That's crazy. There's no way this is going to happen But the Lord said, not only am I going to give you a child, come outside. I want to show you how many. And we're going to pick right back up in Scripture. He took Abram outside and said, look up into the heavens and count the stars. Count the stars. If indeed you can count them. In other words... I want you to try to count the stars. and It's impossible for you to count them. Why am I counting these stars, God? What's the point of the stars in the sky? Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. In other words, I'm not just going to give you a kid. <laughs> I'm going to give you a whole bunch of children. And it's kind of like me and Denora. We were we we met a, a, a couple here a few days ago. And uh, we had a few days of, of getaway on vacation for our anniversary. We're We're celebrating our 18th year tomorrow. Come on. I need a hand clap for that. And some of you are like, I'm not hand clapping for that. We've been married 25, but you ain't been married to me. (laughs) That woman deserves a hand clap being married to me for 18 years. That woman, hey, 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 you didn't, hey, hey. Hey, that was my joke. You didn't have to applaud. But Denora and I, we met, we met this couple and we were talking about our kids, and they started talking about their kids. And this, this little lady, I'm telling you, she was about five foot and she weighed on a good day. I mean, when her pants were wet with bricks in them, she probably weighed about 120 pounds, 115 pounds. And that little lady looked at Denora and said, Well, I had four at one time. And it was so funny to me how Denora responded. Denora looked her dead in the eye, never laughed, never smiled. She went, How's that possible? And all the ladies said, amen to that, right? And all of us guys are like, what's the big deal? This lady said, I had four at one time. It blew our mind. Abram, God is telling Abram and Sarah, I'm not just going to give you a child. I'm going to blow your mind. Look in the stars. If you can count them, that's how many you're going to have. So what are we going to learn about this lady Sarah today? I think Sarah... If there's any one liner, if there's anything worth writing down, if there's any statement that I think Sarah would love to share with us to help us out in our current day trying to live a life for God, I think Sarah would say this. When you not when you're not understanding what God's doing, don't get impatient. Because it's in your impatience that you will take matters of your future into your own hands. In other words, let's say it this way don't complicate God's promise with your solution. So, two words that we're gonna talk about the rest of the day trust God, nudge your neighbor. Tell them, trust God. Trust God. Some of you didn't nudge them. You think you're gonna upset them. Nudge them because they're sleeping. Nudge them. Trust God. Okay. When? When, Pastor Tommy, when do I need to trust God? Here we go. Here are your points today. Trust God, first of all, when it takes a long time. To see his promise come to pass. Trust God even when it takes a long time. If you're honest today, you will give me a good old hand wave or an amen. God's timing's not always when we think it should be. (laughs) That's just the facts. We think God should be doing this now and God's not doing it now. And we think God's like lost his watch He's not on time. He's running late. We think that he's missed it. But God's time is not like our time. It's kind of like the old boy that he asked God. He got curious. And he said, God, tell me something. What is is a million years like to you, God? And God said, a million years to me is just like a second. And it just blew the man's mind. And he said, wow, a second. It's a million years to God. So Sam, he said, now God, what's, what's a million dollars like? And God said, like a penny. And the guy thought he was going to get smart with God, right? And he thought, huh, if a million dollars is like a penny, I'm sure God can spare a penny. God, can I have a penny? And God said, sure. It's going to be a second. God's time. See, some of y'all shouldn't have been sleeping on that one. Some of y'all are like, huh, I didn't well, it's so funny. I didn't get it. Now you're having to tell it. Now you're trying to tell him, I'll tell you at lunch, just stop. You're embarrassing me. God's time, man, it's different than our time. And when God makes a promise, he didn't say he promises to do everything on your schedule. He says, I'm gonna make you a promise and I expect you to trust me even if it's not going as fast as you want it to go. Here's what happened with Sarah. Why do you think Sarah would tell us this? Because she lived it. Sarah, we find in Genesis chapter number 16, what happens when God's not doing something fast enough? You get impatient and when you get impatient, Guess what you do? You start making bad choices when you're impatient. Road rage somebody. When you start getting impatient, have y'all been watching all these crazy airline videos? When you get impatient, you show the stupid you. The real you. This is what Sarah did. Genesis 16. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And then it's like she just has this real dumb thought. Just like the one next to you and just like you, we all have these dumb thoughts. Sarah's saying, it's okay to have a dumb thought, just don't respond to it. And this is what she did. She had an Egyptian maid servant named Hagar. So she gets this idea. God, you told me I was going to have kids, but I'm obviously too old to have them. You told Abram he was going to have kids. He's too old to have them. I I don't see how this is going to work, God. So you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to step in and I'm going to fix the problem that you created by telling my husband he was going to have a kid. This is what I'm going to do. I've got this maidservant, Hagar, Abram. Why don't you know her in a way, physically and sexually, and impregnate her, let her have you a baby. And Abram's so stupid, he says, sounds like a good idea to me. (laughs) Now we got two stupid people. Sarah coming up with the idea, and Abram not thinking about his answer before he said yes. And the next thing you know, he does know her, and she is impregnated. And Hagar gave birth to a baby by the name of Ishmael. Now, I don't expect you to know all this, so let me kind of give it to you. A uh, little little biblical history and current, uh, current event 101. Ishmael was born out of the will of God. It was not God's plan. God's plan was not Ishmael. That is when Sarah made the mistake and got involved in God's promise and took matters into her own hands and tried to fix the problem because it was taking too much time. Well, Ishmael has become the father of the Arab nations. And I don't want to go political because I'm not too educated in this enough but, but I think all of us are fully aware of the chaos in the Middle East. The turmoil among nations. And all of that happened when someone chose to do it their way. Now, we don't have to talk about the Middle East any longer. We can talk about us. When we choose to do it our way and we choose to say, God, you're not doing things fast enough for me. God, you haven't sent me the right spouse, so I'm just going to marry the next man that pulls up in a black Chevy 2011 or 2014 model. He's my man. (laughs) God, you haven't given me the right job, so I'm going to walk in and the first person to say hi, I'm going to ask them for a job. I mean, come on. We get so desperate when things aren't working in the right timing. We make some really bad decisions and not only does it affect us, it affects all of us around us. And let me say this to you. Okay, I'm going to touch a sensitive subject for you, okay? So don't just get ready. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. Our decisions might even become generational messes. Sarah's mistake and Abram's willing to join in in the mistake. They have now created generational problems. Ladies in the room, men in the room, students in the room, when God makes a promise, He's got the right time in mind. He just needs you to be patient enough for Him to make the promise come before you get involved with it and and complicate His promise because you think you know the right solution. Slow down, He made you a promise. He's promised you a job. He's promised you a spouse. He's promised you a baby. He's promised you a a home. He's promised you a promotion. And these are just blanket, candid statements. Uh, However it is for you to take it and apply to your life is between you and God. But there is something that God's promised you. And you're becoming a little impatient with it. And this pastor just came by on Mother's Day to say, take a deep breath. He's the one that made the promise. And it's going to be okay. Okay. Don't make a mistake in your impatience. Somebody say amen this morning. (laughs) When do I need to trust God? When things aren't moving quick enough for me. But here's another one. Trust God even when it seems ridiculous. Have you ever noticed that God... Wants to do incredible supernatural things in our lives. But most of the time, it calls on us to do something a little bit weird. Hey, how about this one? Old Testament, the prophet, the man of God. He found this widow woman. This widow woman said, hey, man of God, uh, you know, me and my son, we're about to die. <laughs> the prophet's like, what do you mean you're about to die? Yeah, we're down to just a little bit of food left. Basically, we're down to just enough food for me and him. One more meal and then it's adios, we're dying. And the prophet said, oh, you got, you got enough food for one more meal? Yep, that's all we've got. Well, give that to me. And that's what she said. She said, Pshhh. oh, prophet, you crazy. It was like some of y'all flipping through them TV preachers. Uh-uh, you crazy. And this woman said, Preacher, you're crazy. I just told you I've got enough food for one more meal and you're asking me for my last meal. Uh Uh-huh, I'm asking you for your last meal. Are you retarded? You're crazy. What you smoking, prophet? I need your last meal. Why? Because if you'll trust me, the Spirit of the Lord is asking you to trust Him. You'll have plenty if you're willing to give this to me. And this is the separation, everybody in the room. This is the separation between the men and the boys. This is the separation between the believer and the unbeliever. This is, I wish I could sugarcoat it, but this is where it separates you making it or not living for God. We don't think God moves quick enough, and we think some of the things God's asking us to do is absolutely absurd and crazy, and God's saying, Do you trust me? I've made you a promise. And luckily enough, we have proof in scripture. How about when Jesus? How about when Jesus looked out there and he saw a church of five thousand people and everybody was starving? He said, "Anybody got a Snicker bar? Anybody got some fried chicken? Anybody have anything?" And they said, "I don't think anybody's got a thing except that one little boy back there on the third row. That little boy in the third row, he got a little fish and some bread. Tell him I want it, man. You're wrong, preacher. Why are you going to eat the man's little? That's a little boy. I know. Tell the little boy to bring me his lunch." Man, you ain't even right. Jesus took his bread, took his fish. And the little boy, you know, he's like, I got a little lunch. I got a little lunch. And Jesus multiplied it, fed 5,000 people. (laughs) I didn't tell this one in the first service. This one that just trips me out. Blind man, blind, blind. Hadn't seen anything in a while. And Jesus said, yeah, let me get some dirt. And I'm going to spit on it. And I'm going to rub it in your eye. I didn't ask for a spa treatment. Uh. I'm blind. And he said, I know. And that's why you're going to see. That's ridiculous. I know, but you're going to see. Do you want to be ridiculous and see? Or do you want to be all sophisticated and blind? Uh. Uh. And all of a sudden... (laughs) Y'all know the story. Jesus, you'll, I mean, it's kind of gross, right? You'll, I, it's not an illustration to do in real form. You know what I mean? I need a, I need a volunteer. <laughs> Guys, listen to me, man. When God makes a promise, he might be asking you to do something along the way that seems a little crazy. Pastor Tommy, why? You talk about this fasting stuff. How in the world is that gonna help me? Why would I want to go without a meal? Why would I want to go without, what, without something that I love? Why would I want to skip that? Because if you're willing to part ways with that for a day or two, God can give you something more. Pastor Tommy, tithing? Give me a break, man. Why would I in the world? Let me just give a few dollars to the church. Why would I want to be a giver? I just want to give a little something, not of being a giver. That doesn't make any sense, Pastor Tommy. I know, it doesn't make sense. But God's ways don't make sense sometimes. And for everybody in this room that you find yourself struggling because you don't know where God is right now. And you don't know how he's, where he's at and what he's doing because it's not happening fast enough for you. And what he's telling you to do to make the difference in this life, it doesn't make sense to you. Sarah would say, trust God. Even when it doesn't make much sense. How do we know Sarah would say that? Because this is what Sarah happened to her. Genesis chapter 18. The Lord said I'm going to come back in one year from now. Genesis 18 verses 10 through 14. He said I'm going to come back a year from now. And you're going to have a baby. And this old woman Sarah laughed. She laughed. But not like with comedic humor. But she laughed and said God you are crazy. You have lost your mind. And the Lord heard her laughter. And this is a bone chilling portion of scripture. The Lord turns to Abraham he says, why did Sarah laugh? Why would Sarah think that was funny? Why did Sarah laugh? And then he says this, y'all. This is incredible. Is anything too hard for me? See, there's people all around this service today. Yeah. What God has told you is going to happen for you. And what God has what God has put into your faith and your heart and your dreams and your visions and your hopes. And, and everything you're hoping for and believing for, the enemy is telling you, you're crazy. It's not going to happen. You need to give up on that dream and move on to something better. You just need to give up on that. Not, never going to happen. And if you're not careful, you will be saying that it's too hard for God. What's my title? But God made the promise. And when God makes a promise, he has the capacity and the ability to keep his word. So you just need to listen to Sarah, trust God. Somebody clap your hands this morning. (laughs) Here's our problem. We want God's best supernatural Display in the most natural way. Have you ever noticed that about us? We want God to do something crazy awesome for us, but in the most natural way. And God's saying, You can't have the supernatural in the natural. You have to tap into the supernatural. And you do that by taking the limits off of God and trusting Him and believing Him. I think Sarah would say this third and final point today before we shift gears for our final few minutes together. I think Sarah would say, trust God even when it's not looking like the timing's right. Trust God even if it looks crazy. And then trust God even if those around you don't. You ever try to believe God for something and it seemed like every single person in your life wouldn't believe with you? Hey, would you be praying about this with us? We're, we're believing that maybe, you know, we haven't told you, but we've been believing that we're going to have children. Man, how long y'all been trying? It's probably not meant to be, sweetie. Hey, would you pray for us? We we really want to get out of this apartment and buy us a house. Ah, you know, they're lifting interest rates. You probably need to not do that right now. Hey, would you... Uh, you mind praying with me? I'm, I think I'm really going to go for that job promotion. You know, I've been there five years and got a good name there. I think I'm going to go and I'm just going to go in and ask them. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Because, you know, Susie, she's been there longer than you. And Richard, he's he's smarter than you. You ever notice how when you start trying to believe God for something, that you don't have to look long and you don't have to look far to find somebody <laughs> That will tell you it's not going to happen. But you have to look. Long and hard to find somebody willing to stand in the gap. And pray with you and believe God for you. Sarah would tell you today I know what you're believing for and I know what you're praying about and even though you've got critics around you and even though you've got naysayers around you even though you've got people making fun of you around you even though you're not just the only one laughing she's laughing he's laughing they're laughing and nobody believes in it you still trust God. On this Mother's Day, I want to speak this to somebody because some of you, you're putting all, every single thing, every single thing that matters is what other people think in your world. It's time you get set free from that. It doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God has said. And when God makes a promise, you can take him at his word even when other people say you can't. They don't have the final say. God is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Somebody say, I receive. So, We're wrapped up with Sarah and our time's about done with our visit with her. But I think that she would probably want to encourage us. It's almost like she's got a handbag and Sarah's walking out of our, our living room and she says, you know, before I leave, I feel like I just need to say these last things to you. And I feel like this morning, these last words are probably the best thing that you could hear today. Sarah could turn around and she would say it this way. When you're having to wait, And when it looks silly, and when nobody else is believing with you, focus on what's happening in you, not what's happening to you. In other words, when you're having to get a grip on patience and perseverance, God's not necessarily concerned about your comfort as much as he is concerned about your character. Patience, everybody say the word patience. patience. Patience isn't the ability to wait. Patience is how you act while you're waiting. And that's why most of us need a good dose of it. We just don't want to go through whatever it is to give it to us. <laughs> I, bought, I, I was staying at a fast food counter the other day. And Denora said she wanted, she wanted chili dog. And I said, well, you just made up my mind. I want a chili dog too. You can tell I like chili dogs. I ordered a chili dog. She ordered a chili dog. And then she said, and get us some fries to share. There's nothing that upsets me anymore when my wife asks me to share something like that. <laughs> I didn't come up here to this counter to share. If you want fries, I'll buy you fries. And if I want fries, I'm going buy me fries. You touch my fries, you're going to walk over, but you're going to limp back. You're not going to eat my fries. But you know what us boys do, right? Us boys, we'll look her in the eye and go, I'd love to share fries with you. <laughs> There's nothing that would move my heart more than to look over at your old fingers and my greasy fries. <laughs> and when it comes down to just one left, me going, after you, baby. Well, man, they put my hot dogs and my french fries up on that little shelf that basically means it's ready. And I'm standing there. I'm number 97, by the way. And then they put some other items on the shelf that meant it's ready. And the little lady goes and gets those items and hands them out. And, and boy, I'm starting to get it. This little Louisiana something was, I said, and my hot dog. Then they put something up on the shelf that meant it ready. They delivered that. And I'm like, man, that's my hot dog and her and the fries. They're getting cold and we got to share cold fries. (laughs) Why don't y'all just give me my hot dog and I'll go sit. I'm not saying this. I'm thinking this, right? Because I'm worried about what God's doing in me. (laughs) Not to me. In me. Well, but but, like, like after four burgers, five orders of fries I'm just sitting there and I'm starting that pace y'all know how you do it you start that like I don't know if I'm gonna hit her in the head or if I'm gonna hit her in, in the stomach if that hot dog's cold boy and she said are you number 97 I said uh-uh, I'm running about 112 right about now I said I am and she said oh, I think this is yours it is and I got and I sat down, and the nurse said, what took so long? I said, don't even start with me, woman. Don't even start with me. If there's anything that I can preach about, it's this. But I know I'm preaching to a whole church full that needs it too. When God makes a promise, boy, we'll get impatient. And when we get impatient we allow crazy thoughts to come into our mind. And then when crazy things come into our mind we'll slip up and choose crazy ways. And then crazy it breeds crazy. And then the next thing you know we got a mess on our hands that never had to be. If we would just slow down. Because when God's doing something in us it really doesn't matter what's happening to us if we'll just allow ourselves to mature in Jesus, to develop in Jesus, to grow in Jesus we might just finish the race and be like Sarah I told you Sarah was found in Hebrews 11 I want you to one more scripture, Hebrews 11, and verse number 11. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children. Why? Why was she able to bear children? Because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Do you realize if you complicate God's promise with your own solution that your very, 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 very best effort will not even compare to what God had intended for you? God's got his best for you. So don't sell yourself short by taking the bull by the horns, so to speak, and fouling up your life. Let God's will and God's promise come to fruition I promise you this much, you'll be better off for it. And you just might be like Sarah. You might be able to say, he's been faithful. Stand with me today. He's been faithful. All over this room, would you just bow your heads with me? If you're in a season right now where this sermon has truly hit home with you and you would like to be prayed over right now, not gonna have you come down, not gonna do anything to embarrass you, but you know without a shadow of a doubt that the word of the Lord has been spoken today for you. I want you to lift your hand real quick. Lift it up real quick. One more chance, lift it up real quick. Okay, you can drop your hands. Let's pray. Father, these that have lifted their hands have admitted today without anyone else's knowledge. They weren't responding publicly. They were responding privately just between me, them, and you. Those that had their hands lifted up, Lord, they know that you have made them a promise. And maybe they find themselves in one of these few areas. Maybe they're considering trying to get involved and changing things up on their own or maybe they've already maybe they've already manipulated things and they've modified things and now they're dealing with some hard challenges needless to say your grace is sufficient for both because even though Sarah made some bad mistakes your grace showed up in a way that you still kept your word. So this final prayer today is for everyone in the room that might feel that the timing of their promise is not right. Maybe they feel it's really crazy to believe for something so great. And maybe they feel like they're living alone on an island where no one, not even their spouse, not their parents, or maybe their children are even believing with them. I just pray that they would listen to the words of Sarah and that they too would say, God, you're faithful and I'm gonna trust you until I personally witness the birthing of the promise in my life. I pray this in Jesus' name and let everybody say an amen today. I want you guys to know how much I love you. Thanks for being with us on Mother's Day. If you are spending time with your family today, hey, everybody listen real quick. If you're spending time with your family today, make it count. Don't rush it. Enjoy it. Make it count. Make memories. And if you're here in this service today and you would like to know a little bit more about our church, we're gonna have lunch here today. And we would love for you to join us right behind this wall is something called our growth track room. I'll be teaching just a real short little uh, words about our church and who we are, what we believe. And if you want to know anything about that, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of your kids and feed you well. And we just want to welcome you to that. You're welcome there at our table on this Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.